All right, then, fellas. Ready to go? Yeah, let's have it. No, not really. Diamonds are forever. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Albion Ramble, episode five. Yet again, Riley and myself can't believe that we are still rocking and rolling. And I think loyal listeners will be pleased to hear that um, after recording the first four episodes in Timbuktu, Ben has decided to come back to Salford and is invested in some headphones. So he sounds a little bit less like he's in a different galaxy. Riley, how are you, Chief? Uh, I'll be all right now I've got these in. Uh, yeah. I can hear you. So I got these free when I bought the phone, which won't come as a surprise to you, Lee. But, um, yeah, I definitely didn't pay for them. Anything, every little helps and all that, do you know what I mean? We're making making progress with the pod, little by little. That's what I, that's well, what I said. Yeah. All the money that you save on personal belongings, you can just spend on footballs, can't you, Ben? Yeah, exactly. So I just put my personal money into the club. That's yeah. We'll see what's left after we paid Lee his fee as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've got... Lee with us this evening. Lee, John, Kenny are stalwart centre-half. Uh, one of the founding members of the Albion as well. Um, one of the secret six. Lee, how's it going? Yeah, good lads. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, big fan. I've enjoyed all four episodes for different reasons. Um, you know, learned a bit more, bit more about Scotty than I've probably known before. Uh, and then Hudo, despite being his cousin, which I'm sure we'll probably cover later, <laughs> um, you know, a bit of heartbreak with how he was released from City by Paul Power, who I think he called a wanker. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, Kev, I mean, Kev's my favourite episode. Sorry to everyone else, but the man is, the man has layers. He's like an onion. Yeah. And, and he can make you cry like an onion. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, forgot, I forgot to mention something on the, on the, the Kev one, you know. Um, I try to like bait him for stuff, like, and I was trying to bait him through the week for like little sound sound bites to, to sort of put on the podcast. You know, like that Ruth Langsford who does like this morning. She's married to Eamon Holmes. She was on some like Instagram post, something like being a temp, like a flight flight attendant, flight stewardess, like being all saucy. And that bear in mind, she's like knocking on sixty. I just I just sent it directly to Kevin on Instagram saying, "Why do I know that this gets you horny?" And, and and he and he just replied about three minutes later. Said, yeah, yeah, I'm all over this. He's like, this is mint. Like, I wish I'd remembered that because we probably got him chatting about his love of various different types of women. But never know. Maybe that's for episode two of the horror, the horror files. Yeah, he definitely needs a follow up because there's loads of things. I've listened to that episode twice. There's loads. <laughs> there's loads of things to pick up, pick apart. I think like he mentioned, he does acting. That yeah, needs, that needs to that. be put under the microscope. And then he, he makes chicken without jizz, but seemingly with other things just as bad. So, I mean... Not, not, not podcast worthy. Not really. And then the next time we're at a barbecue with him, I mean, we're not letting him anywhere near the barbecue, are we? Let's face it. <laughs> no, the two-hour chicken wing challenge by Kevin. Oh, Christ, yeah. And then I think, didn't he also tell Delia Smith to suck it? And as well, um, like it's one of them where you're happy for the people in the club to listen to it, but you do forget that people outside of our little circle do actually <laughs> listen to the episodes. Want to shout out mine and Lee's colleague Jonathan Whitty, who lists, has listened to every single one of the rambles so far and is recently a father for the second time. So congratulations, Whitty. He actually listened to the Kev episode. And when he told me that, I was pretty mortified. I was like, I can't believe you've you've listened to that, mate. Well, li- listening to Kev try and diplomatically explain the situation on the first floor of the bridge in was interesting. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, I just hope that Witty doesn't think that we were involved. Uh, yeah, hello, Witty. Um, maybe he's going to, because it was a boy, wasn't it? Maybe he's going to name it after Kev. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Kevin Cante on Golo Chihoro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you would you say that version of events in the bridge was was somewhat near Lee? 
as to your yeah. memory. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, I do remember he tried to get us into he tried to get us into the venue, and they basically this girl came out of the venue and said we're shut, and then Kev and them two just latched, and then he disappeared. And we, I think we tried to get into a few other places before we ended up at the bridge. And we didn't know where he was, and then he just appeared, ran upstairs, came down the stairs, ran upstairs, came down the stairs, ran away. <laughs> ran out the back door, yeah. Oh, that was a good night. It was, it was a good was. night, that. So we've, was, had, yeah. um, we've had ex-pros, Hudson and Scott, and we've had Kevin and Mads, who are on the other end of the spectrum. I feel like you fall somewhere in the middle there, to be honest. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, I think. But you got you got a bit of a little. Uh, I mean, I've you know, it's a, I, it, uh, bit of background in the game. Mm. You know, you've you've played at a good level. Have I? Well, sort of. What is it? So, so play, like uh, you've you've played a lot more eleven side football than than Mads or Kev, I would say. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I've, I've played. Yeah, I played weekend football for a long time, really. But my early footballing career through my sort of I guess from like 10 onwards I probably didn't spend more than 18 months two years at any club like the first 10 years of playing football to like the age of 20 was with a litany of Trafford based teams that I am like I'm the journeyman I've played everywhere that's why with that because yeah. my experience of, of youth football is like I was one team buff. yeah I was the same people don't no, was, mix and match I was at I was at Old Stretch for quite a while, um, but before that, all over the place. Ernston Town, Ernston Men's, Flixton Juniors, Old Stretch, Stretford Vicks, Urban Catholic, yeah, everywhere, mate. So is that between but, um, the ages of like your schoolboy years, like up to the age of sixteen? Because obviously everyone sort of hits that hits that wall, don't they? Way it's like you go school, like you play for your school, you play for your town district, and you, if if you get into them teams and then you obviously play on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. Um, so were you like jotting about as a kid as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't really play at all in primary school. And then it wasn't until secondary school, maybe in like year eight, I started playing on and off for the, for the school team. Um, always in defence, right back, centre back. Just because I was tall pretty much and not that slow um, but then play, didn't play all the time and fell out with a footy manager um, who was also the history teacher and I didn't really like history very much so like stopped playing for the school and, and then but started playing on Sundays then for Emerson Town with a lot of lads that I met who were at a, like a rival school um, and then played, played at Emerson Town for a few years Emerson Meadowside so yeah, really patchy, really, just dotting around a year here, a year or two there. And it was usually based on friendship groups. Like I'd make a group of friends who'd play and a team might just sort of disband and then you go and play for someone else instead. And I'd say it was like that for probably 10 years until I, I started playing for Strats regularly. A mate of mine, a mate of mine, I was like playing with a mate of mine's dad. And then my mate took on the fifth team. That was probably early 20s, I guess. And then we played for like five or six seasons solid. Went from being the fifth team to the fourth, third, and then ended up being the first team in the Prem. Um, a couple of cup finals along the way. We lost in the Halliwell, won in the Whitehead. We were a decent team. Um, we were just hard to beat. We weren't particularly good to watch. But yeah, played with them for quite a while and then um, stopped playing like 2014 or 15. And then that's pretty much when I joined City as an employee, I should add. Um, and then just played played with the staff team on and off, but nothing at the weekends uh, up until playing at Trafford and then meeting you two, really. Yeah. So I had like, there was a good sort of three, four year hiatus. I've quite enjoyed that. Absolute whistle stop tour of your career. None of this lengthy, in depth discussion about your, your um, league win when you were 13 years old. I'm, I'm all for that, mate. Well, yeah. I mean, it's because it's patchy and I can't really remember it that well myself. <laughs> and that was, at, at least I was consistent in that. I was shit pretty much all the way through that time. So let's roll back to your secondary school because I'm reading here that Ravel Morrison went to your school and you played uh, yeah. played a little bit with him. 
I mean, yeah. I, I played I, I played at school with lads who ended up in Ipswich's academy and were released, and they were fucking unreal. So <clears throat> I'm assuming that Morrison was just on a different planet. Well, I mean, as you can imagine, I'm a bit older than, than you lads. So when he, I think basically we were in year 10 or 11 maybe when he was in year 7. But he was mates or cousins or something with one of the lads that used to play with us. And I think he just invited him over one dinner time or whatever. And straight away you were like, fucking hell, he's, he's pretty good actually. Um, and considering he's like half the height of the rest of us, he was at your ankles, like in and around you, like low centre of gravity. So you're having to then, as like a year 10 or 11 or whatever it was, trying to figure out exactly how much force you could sort of, you know, how forceful can you be with a year seven without getting in trouble? Or this lad whose cousin he is is giving you a lamp as well. (laughs) But you could tell, you could tell he was good. And then, you know, obviously I left school, went to college and stuff. But then I, most of my mates were United fans and still are, because I grew up in Stratford. Um, So pretty much everyone's United fan apart from me and my dad. But um, yeah, then you'd hear people talking about the next this and that, and then you'd hear about Ravel. And um, I mean, I think United players have gone on record, like I'm sure Rio said that he was the most talented footballer he's ever seen. Like, yeah, as a kid. You've, you've heard it from like Ferguson and stuff as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did, that, he did a podcast the other week, didn't he, with Rio and our good mate Stephen Paddock. Um, <laughs> we need to behave this because this is this is becoming a team. So he's getting a shout out every week, and this is it's not what we need. His Google like, alert will be pinging off fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. Paddock. But it, and I not only that, just after a reaction, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's just, just going fishing. But it's like, the second David time Morrison's been been on it. He's, oh yeah, he's been on. Yeah. Well, no, oh, it's the second time. We've we've mentioned his name in five episodes, and he's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah, because we we played against him as Trafford in late, yeah. as you will know because yeah. you listened to the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then and then you met another pro as well a few years later. Oh yeah, so um, by this point, by this point, I was working in a clothes shop in the Trafford Centre. It was my first job out of school. And um, it was a shop called Republic, not a particularly good shop. They used to sell but, all the um, G-Star stuff and, and that, didn't it? Proper gear, that. Yeah, but I think I've still yeah. got some in the loft. I, I bet you have. I, 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 I bet there's some people that would wear that, that clobber still to this day. Yeah, but you know how these things happen? It'll be cool again in 10 years, won't it? Fucking hope not. <laughs> it shouldn't be. But uh, yeah. yeah, so started working in Republic. And because I was always hungover, I always used to work in the, I'd do the early shift and work in the back and basically unpack deliveries and put things on tag, uh, on hangers and tag them and that. And there was another lad there called Liam, who I got Polly with, who was from Erlen, so just the other side of the, the ship canal. And um, I was at a loose end football-wise and he asked if I wanted to play with him. So me and, and a couple of other lads that used to work there went and played. Um and he was, I'd only ever seen him in five-a-side and he was pretty handy. But then, you know, a lot of people are at fives. But then we went and played 11-a-side um, for, for this team that was new. And um, yeah, he was, he was class. He was centre-half, uh, Liam, Liam Hogan, his name was. So um, I think he now plays for Stockport County. Right. Might be their captain. He was, at, he was at Salford City and their captain for a good spell as well. But yeah, right. played centre-half. Is, uh, is that in like, the peak... When Owen Salford picked up and sort of moved up, moved on the rise, or, or was that like three Salford? Well, I, think I, I think I remember him being in the documentary. Yeah, the BBC yeah, he, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only just moved to Stockport, so he was he's been there for a good few years, and there through them going up the leagues and that, and he was their mm-hmm. captain. So um, yeah, really sound lads, and I, I played centre half with him, so I did. Where was it you were playing? Where 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 were you playing at the time? Then what was that new team? What league uh, were they playing? Erlen Catholic, they were called. Um, I think that was a Sunday league, but it, we were in a really weird league. Like, we were the only team sort of from Manchester. The rest were all like Liverpool and Wigan and Warrington, stuff like that. So, we it, obviously, you can imagine, as the only ma- sort of Manc team, we got a lot of stick. <laughs> Just pretty rough teams in that league. But um, yeah, it was fun for a year anyway. It was a good laugh, like good set of lads, Liam was sound and 
obviously as his centre back partner, made my life very easy because not not like with your current centre back partner. <laughs> How well? Which one? I've had about ten this year. <laughs> ah. Um, boys, I've got to go and get my curry. It's just arrived. Oh yeah, what we're going oh. for? Butter Come. chicken. Please say something tasty like a butter chicken. Uh, Joe Frazee. Always. <laughs> that would blow your head off, right? Was right, you two carry. Yeah. It'd kill me that gel, gel crazy. But so yeah, not not like your current, your current. Let's let's call him your current centre back partner in there, in good old Matthew McDonough. Bit different. Oh well, I mean this is all going to get cut because he gets enough enough abuse already, doesn't he? In the oh, no, I think he's, I think he's probably podcast. starting starting to turn on it. Maybe maybe he quite likes the fact that everyone's talking about him every week. Well, you know what? When he has a blistering uh, second half of the season and he yeah. gives us all the Vs, we'll just be like, mate, that's the only reason we were giving you all the stick. We just needed exactly. a reaction out of you. Exactly. We knew, we knew what we were doing all along. We'll get them, <laughs> we'll get them, we'll get them lottos firing, don't worry. <laughs> firing straight into the bin. <laughs> straight into the Irwell, mate. Get rid yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, they're dreadful. Um, so, like, in terms of... The, obviously, you never really... You did. You bounced around from club to club as a kid, which I find a bit odd because I was at like one club, one club sort of kid really up until the age of sixteen when I flung into men's football on a Sunday morning. And when it was was a no sort of sniffing around sort of like the the youth teams of the the sort of the professional clubs like you, you like obviously City United are a bit a bit of bracket. There was there was nothing like that. Like no trials anywhere. Like for stockport, nothing like that. No. No, mate, no. I was honestly, I was terrible, really, really bad uh, as yeah. a kid. I mean, I'm not saying I'm great now, but I was crap as a kid. I just, and I, looking back, I don't really know why. I think the easiest thing to do is just blame like a lack of coaching and maybe bouncing around so many teams and not having any consistency. But I honestly don't think I ever had one, one good coach the whole through right. all those years through primary and secondary and. And, and on really um, yeah. just you know never really teaching you anything you need to know about the game maybe just hoping that it comes naturally or you pick it up from from watching or playing so none of that really happened honestly I think it wasn't probably until I was in my 20s where I started to get a little bit better and then I think the one of the real turning points was joining City and playing in their staff team on like these perfect pitches whether it's 4G or one of the synthetic pitches Massive mm. pitch, and as a star half, playing with good players on big pitches like that, you just you spend a lot more time on the ball than you ever would have done in the ten years previous, where you yeah. attack the lump it forward. So you never see the ball as a centre half really, unless you're chasing it backwards. So mm. yeah, I was crap for ages. Got a bit better in my twenties, like when I was consistently playing for Stretts uh, in a decent team, and then um, yeah, I think the next sort of kick on was then. Playing, playing there with the lads at City. And who who did you? So when you say it was like a staff team, obviously it's not like you know what. Is, who were you playing against? Like, did you, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, obviously the players didn't play, but um, there was still quite a lot of good players there, and a lot of the coaches, like the some of the academy coaches, might play, or some of the community coaches would play, who 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 were all pretty good. And there was like there was a lad I played with called Sam as well. He was class, to be fair. I'd never said that to him because he had a big, big enough head as it was. But he was a really good player to play with. He could play anywhere. A bit like Liam Hogan as well. But um, yeah, um, so playing there with them a lot really was good. And um, it came with some perks as well. Like we, I played with some ex pros on a few occasions. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Yeah, nice. Paul Dickoff, Sean Gota, Nicky Weaver, uh, Les Scott. Played with him once. He was he was a bit mad when yeah. he dick off. Uh, like you as a city fan, you'll 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 probably be in a better position than than probably others because obviously I've listened to like various different podcasts and read read different people's books and stuff like that. And, and he's a bit of a madhead when he dick off. He liked to drink, yeah. If he used to smoke like a chimney as well, didn't he? He did. You know what? We did um we did like a fan engagement event where I think we had like two teams of fans that were interspersed with ex players at the Etihad um, and Dickoff was like the captain manager of one of the teams 
Uh, he was sound, by the way. I just put that out first. Mm. He's a proper, proper nice guy. Just in case yeah, you're listening. Um, yeah, just in case you're listening <laughs> for. Um, he's probably forgotten who I am by now, to be fair. But um, yeah, so we get there anyway. And um, he's, he's all, I think, I think he's he's on the way to the changing rooms and he sneaks off. And I'm like, well, he knows where he's going. He's obviously, he's a player here. And then he comes back and he's like, I've just been bollocked by one of the stewards. That's a terrible accent. Um, and I was like, why? What for? He's like, well, I just tried to have a ciggy down the tunnel. I was like, Paul, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, he, he probably was and is, but a uh, um, nice guy. But, yeah, so I play, played with a few ex-pros, which was always cool. And it's quite funny, you know, because you, you even look at people like Gota, who at the time was carrying weight. But he was still he was still class though, like great touch, yeah, yeah, yeah. like turning people who were who were half their age and half his half his weight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was good fun. Like playing on the Etihad pitch is pretty cool. You you get you get that though, don't you? Like even even at our level and like I guess said when play, when you play like the pub league on a Sunday morning, you get like fucking big lads who are like well in their thirties, like thirty five plus, turning out on a Sunday morning. They've got a forty million pound paid for gut. In forty million beers, mm. and sometimes like, they're, sometimes they're the best on the pitch, like because yeah, they've got. I can't play. You can't play Ball sticks to them, and they're yeah. so strong. Yeah. It, 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 it's almost like they just use you use the fact that they they can all move to their advantage. Like if so, I just imagine like if if I've got experiences of like Sunday morning football, just how how much better Sean Gore was even with a gut. Um, on him. So yeah, definitely, I can see that. Like, but yeah, so we we just used to play home. like, oh nice one. Um, but yeah, we we just used to play other other teams. Like, essentially, it was made up of like a mixture of community coaches and media staff stuff like that. So we then we play the other teams around the northwest, or we would play like big contractors that, that the club worked with, stuff like that. Um, and every year we had a, like a media cup where we'd play a selection of media from the Northwest, like, you know, like James Cooper from Sky and people that write for the MEN, stuff like that. And we had a cup for it. So it was like a big occasion in, in, the, in the staff football team's calendar. Um, and that's where, why we used to play at the Etihad for that most of the time um, and get a few ringers in as well. But no, it was good fun. It's good fun, and like I said, I think that's where my game got a little bit better. Is that is that right on the um, on the notes that you, you you kicked the ball about on the same pitch as Pep? Yeah, so that one of the last games that I played in in the media thing, uh, Pep was on. Pep came on for ten minutes. He was crap, but um, um, like he couldn't move. But it was quite cool to have played in the same football game as him. I've got these pictures on my Instagram of it. I think there's a video as well because I sort of play a role in one of the goals as well. Uh, I assist the assister, which is a thing these days, I think. So it's otherwise known as a key pass. Key pass, pre-assist. Key pass. Yeah, not a pre-assist, key pass. I have this argument with Hasty every time. I just want to punch his face in when he goes on to say pre-assist. Key pass. Look at Opta. So I think, Lee, we should probably tell the story of how you came to work at Man City because you may have you may have kicked the football on that pitch but you've also done something else on that pitch yeah that's true yeah um, and, and I I should say as well I do a pretty good job of burying this amongst other, <laughs> other aspects of my life but I guess you know if Kev's going to tell the story of him getting caught with his pants on his ankles in a pub there, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> um, so yeah all right so rewind to the back end of 2013. I'm working for a, a small company, like in a, a sort of events media agency. And I fucking hate it. And um, I decided that, that at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve, I'm gonna once I've been paid, I'm gonna I'm gonna send my sort of um, notice into my the big boss. So I did that anyway. So I left, thinking I'd just cruise into another job very easily, um, which I didn't. I had a shitload of interviews and. And in the end, I was unemployed for like five or six months. And in nice. about halfway halfway through that, so it gets to like March or April time, um, this I see this thing go up on the Man City website, and it's basically saying that they've got a new fan membership coming out later that year for the for the next season, more or less. 
but they, they want a fan to come and work with them, a fan who's got sort of relevant experience in marketing, I guess, events, stuff like that. To go and work with them to help them shape the membership. Now, in hindsight, I probably I and no one, no other city fan should have been naive enough to think that whoever they hire was going to be able to shape the membership at all. It was already pretty much done, but it's it's just a bit of a PR stunt. So um, anyway, having nothing else to do, I applied for it. I think I sent off a CV. You have to send off a video where you sort of like explain who you are or whatever. And then. Um, yeah, that was it then. I didn't hear back from for a few weeks and then I got an email out of the blue to say that I'd been shortlisted for an interview um, and to, you know, arrive at this date at this time. So I, I go to go there soon and booted as you would. And there was a little bit of me in the back of my mind thinking, oh, I should take football boots to make just in case you get on the pitch. But then you come back down to earth and think, well, that's a fucking ridiculous thing to think. Anyway, so I get to the interview. Um, I'm taken into the stadium into like one of these hospitality suites and they had said they were like we're gonna it's because this because the way we're gonna do this we're gonna film it I was like right okay that's fine just thinking it'd be one camera there you go in there and it's like these three cameras these like lighting it's like a serious sort of setup and I was like okay now what's this so you know you sit down and they take me through a load of questions like really standard interview stuff but the people asking the questions are actually from a recruitment company that the club's partnered with. So it's not actually anyone from the club. But anyway, they whiz through all that sort of stuff. And before you know it, it's done. And they're like, right, okay, yeah, that's it. And I was thinking, oh, shit, that went too quick. Like, that's not that's not good. That's not a good sign. And then I'm like saying my goodbyes. and like, oh, no, no, you're not, you've done that, but you've not finished the whole thing yet. Um, I was thinking, well, what, what else? Do you want, like, do you want to do another round now? It's a bit weird. Um, so I stood around for a bit and then they were like, right, yeah, can you follow this person? They take me down into the tunnel. They give me a microphone and then all of a sudden the smoke machine goes off. So the tunnel's <laughs> all smoky. Like, yeah, if you could just walk out now onto the pitch, go into the middle of the pitch and then look up at the big screen and you'll get instructions from there. So I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? It's like X Factor or something. So anyway, sure enough, they tell me to go. I walk out of this smoky tunnel like a wrestler or something and then onto the pitch, put the mic on the stand and then um, I can't remember the order in which this happened, but like a, a, may, maybe it's Patrick Vieira or something video comes on the screen and he says like, uh, you know, you're, this is the challenge. This is how you have to prove that you're the city fan that gets the job or whatever. And there was a series of, of things I had to do then, all being recorded. Um, I, and again, in no particular order, one was a quiz, um, which I did all right in. One was you had to do commentary over the Aguero goal. One was doing like um, keepy uppies or something and then shooting on goal. Um, and I think it was another, but I've forgotten what it was. So again, all of this is being filmed. I can't believe any of this has happened. Then they send me on my way and they're just like, right, yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. Don't, don't hear back then for a, couple, for a few weeks and I'm still unemployed and I'm desperate for this job. So I'm e emailing every day, any update, any update, any update? No, 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 nothing yet. And then I get a phone call sort of out of the blue. Are you going to be at home tomorrow? Because we'd like to come around with the camera crew and just like do a bit of a check-in with you, see how what you think of the process so far, stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be in tomorrow. I'm still living at my parents then. So I had to make sure the house was tidy. And then, um, yeah, and then I was just waiting around then, hadn't heard anything. And, but my mind was ticking over. I was thinking, well, the other, the other three people that were in the running for it, um, were like one was from London and he was a bit soft. And the other one was from South Africa. So I was thinking, surely they're not going to go around to their houses as well. <laughs> anyway, um, I should add something as well, actually. So... Everything that happened on that day was was filmed and packaged up into separate videos. So one for me, one for the soft southerner, one for the South African. And they put them live on, on their website and then people had to go and vote for who they think should win. I should have said that at the time. So this, in my head, this is all ongoing anyway. So like I say, I get a phone call, I make sure I'm in. Then there's a knock at the door um, and I... I sort of go obviously go to open the door and it's Sergio Aguero on my doorstep <laughs> going, Hey, hey, you Lino? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I am Lee, yeah. Hello. 
<laughs> Sergio. Hey, Lee? Lee. Oh my god. Oh my god. You win, no? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then um, he came in the house along with the film crew. And he must have been thinking, oh, fucking hell, it's like the shanty town I grew up in. Um, <laughs> going around my... Pe- sorry, sorry, mum and dad, if you're listening. Um, the house in that <laughs> But then, yeah, so then he comes into the house and then um, I, I've got some shirts up because I knew they were coming, like a rail of old city shirts. He's rifling through that. And then, yeah, it's, I don't know, really. It's all a bit of a blur to me. Um, but yeah, a girl came to my house. It was a fact that, you know, it's pretty cool, really, but not something I always talk about just because I've talked about it enough, as you can imagine, in the first in that first twelve months of it happening. But um, yeah, pretty cool, and my dad my dad still talks about it and stuff, which is cool. Um, I just remember that day actually. That... My dad was in hospital. Like, oh yeah, yeah. My dad was in hospital, just having like a minor shoulder surgery. So all he knew was that City might be coming around to film, and then I was going to go pick him up from the hospital. So obviously all this had happened and I was dying to tell someone and I went to go pick my dad up at the hospital and I went into this little waiting room and he was like, uh, so what happened? And I was like, you're going to want to sit down. And he was like, why? Oh, is, it, is, it, is it bad? I was like, no, no, it's, it's really good. So he sat down and I go, Sergio Guerra's been to our house and he's like, fuck off. Like, no, Sergio Guerra's been to our house. He sat on your couch and I've got the job and he's like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> Screaming down the corridors of this uh, the uh, hospital, and nurses are coming in, going, "Is everything okay?" Um, <laughs> sending the yeah, machines up, you were here, wire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty mad, really. Like, talk, it, it's funny, you know. I don't talk about it that often, so even talking about it now um, is uh, it's, it's pretty mad. Yeah, it's it's good memories, I guess. Not every not everyone gets. Uh, is it is he the the highest scoring, um, like foreigner to the Premier League? Yeah, so he's he's got like two or three more goals than Henri. Henri, yeah. Um, and I think like number four on the all-time list. I think if he hadn't been cropped for the last 12 months, he'd probably yeah. maybe be knocking about second. Yeah. But, um, so, and and yeah. here he is. He's had a cup of tea at your mum and dad's. I, I think I did make him a cup of tea. I don't think he touched it, though. I was going to say, they, they drink that. Argentinians and, like, South Americans, they drink that mate. Is it mate? Mate, mate yeah, tea? Mate, mate. Yeah, yeah that's right. They, they drink that, don't they? Um, yeah. But you can just, you, like, typical, typical, like, sort of, you know, Spanish-speaking, like, ending every sentence in no, you know, when, yeah. when they sort of want to prompt you to say, well, that's the way it is, isn't it? Or, or, like, it's like this, isn't it? They just say no. Like, so, you win a competition, no. Yeah, like, well, they're, they're, they're work in that context. Search, their, 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 their syntax is backwards, isn't it? So we yeah. would say, "You've won the job, then, haven't you?" Or it's yeah. not like that. They sort of flip it. But um, so what I should say, just as an end point, is that if anyone listening has ever seen the GIF or the video clip that emerges when Sergio Guerra's knocking on a door, so it usually emerges when Sergio's like bang three in against someone. And he, and he knocks on the door and goes, hello, that's that's my parents' front door. Um, <laughs> and it's a shame, nice. really, because the, the, the most famous aspect of anyone linked to the Kenny family is probably my parents' front door. It's quite sad, that, isn't it? I think they'd take it. I just remember um, when it first got revealed, when like you started working with me and put the video on in the office, and I still, to this day, like absolutely staggered about that. I just can't, you can't get me. I was like, I can't compute that this person sat in front of me now, who's a good mate, won like an apprentice style competition, and Sergio Aguero went to his house to tell him he'd got the job. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank And then the other day, we sat there and the WhatsApp group pings off, and someone says, I'm just watching the chase, and Lee's on. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm thinking, I've known you for about four years now. Not a single mention of the fact that you were yeah. annihilated by the Dark Destroyer on the chase. You, you've, been in, you've been in some states at my house and that not once has that slipped out. So well, like, like you I say, well, uh, I, I, I've buried some of these moments. So, um, yeah, the chase. Well, so where to start with that one? So as you can probably tell, that episode's old because I look pretty, pretty young on it, um, which is more than just, you know, the the lights and uh, TV makeup. 
but that was probably like 2014, 2015. I hadn't actually, I hadn't long since been, been at City at that point. And how that started is that a few years prior to that, not not long before I quit that old job I was talking about, I lived in a, in a flat in Salford with an old uni mate called Rob. Hi, Rob Hack, even though you're not listening. Um, and we, you know, like most blokes, we'd get home and we'd watch quiz shows all night, every night, pretty much. And we always used to back ourselves. And what we really wanted to do was go on Million Pound Drop together. So yeah. we went on a, we went on a spree of applying for loads of quiz shows as as like a duo and then also on our own. And then pretty much nothing, after, like neither of us heard anything. And then two years later, I get an email from the chase saying, um, yeah, you've been shortlisted. Can you come and do an audition somewhere in Manchester? So I did. And then I think there was like 20 people there and then we chose like five. I was one of them. And then they say, look, there's no guarantees that you'll be on even after going through all this. But, um, you know, just keep an eye on your emails. You might get shortlisted if people think you'll fit. You know, when they're putting four people together, they want different characters. So if, if you fit a particular show, they'll put you on. Fine. And then, yeah, I can't really remember the timing, I'll be honest. But I got an email to say, you've been picked. This is your filming date. Can you make it? We'll book all your transport. But it was a bit of a way off. It was like a good six months away. And then stupidly now, really looking back, I thought, well, I'm not going to watch The Chase because I feel like if I'm watching it every night and I'm doing well, I'm burning through my, the answers, which makes no sense, I know. But that's that was my logic at the time. The opposite so, of but, revision. Well, exactly. So really, what I should have been doing is just cracking on and get being like on your toes and fresh or whatever. But I didn't do any of that. And then, yeah, even on the day, mate, going going down on the train, cool as fuck. I was like, yeah, whatever, man, this will be a laugh. Who cares what happens? <laughs> and then, and then you, you go in, you do your hair, makeup, and then they do a, like a, a warm up round, smash the warm up round. I was like, well, I'm fucking flying here. And then you go out on set, and I'm the last one, as you probably saw. So I'm watching these other three, three people go out and do like average and I'm like I, I was sat there knowing all their answers thinking fucking hell this is going to be a breeze so you get up have a bit of crack with Bradley and the Dark Destroyer um, there's a load of football puns I think I threw in there as well I've never watched it back I should say by the way so I can't actually remember it properly um, but yeah go up go to do my cash builder get the first cash builder question wrong and my ass goes big time and, I, <laughs> and then through the rest of the cash builder all I'm thinking about was the first question I got wrong or the last question I got wrong or whatever it was and even now like I said because I didn't watch it back I can't really remember it was a blur it happened it was over I think I got like two or three grand which is shit really if I'm what if I'm like at home and someone gets two or three grand you go in and waste the space but anyway it happens and then um so what happens yeah it's cash builder then you then you go for the main bit don't you um so then everyone does their main chase whatever the girl who went first got through. The other two crashed and burned. And then, so I go up, another pun, and then you turn back and the other person tells you what they think you should do, don't they? And she goes, um, take the lower offer. You just get back safe so you can help. I was like, yeah, 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 all right. What do you it want to do? Minus, my, it wasn't a minus offer, was it? That's like uh, the biggest shithouse move that can ever be done. Like it. I don't think it was because, I, because I'd done that badly in the cash builder. He, he, I think the high offer was 43, which is high. The middle, yeah. I, the middle must have been whatever I got, which was like three or four, two or three, yeah. whatever. And then I guess the lower might have been one grand or something. But right. I was thinking, you're only here once. What's the fucking point of being a, <laughs> a, you know, a bit of a pussy about it? So I was like, what, what would you like to do then? And everyone expected me to go lower. I went 43 or whatever it was, thousand pounds, please. <laughs> and, and, I, and it did feel like there was an audible gasp in the, in the studio <laughs> um, but uh, I, I actually I don't know if you, you lads watched it but I, I, felt, I felt like I sort of redeemed myself in the, in the last bit obviously I still got beaten because I made it a bit harder for myself by going for the higher offer but yeah it was it was a laugh I suppose if nothing else and then was there any crack the, with um, <clears throat> any crack with Bradley Walsh um, a little bit not loads like because I was at City, I had to tell City that I was going on it. And um, the, the comms director said, 
seen you know seen as this was all sort of done prior to you being here ordinarily we'd say you can't go but you can go on it just don't say where you work so on my application or whatever i just put that I work i work at man city but you know i've been asked to not reveal that but bradley walsh being him he was like he, he was kept pestering me to try and say it and i still even now don't know what went into the final broadcast because of, like, as i say i not watched it but yeah, he was all right. I think they'd been at like the soap awards or TV awards the night before, so I think they were all a bit hungover actually. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like you saying about like oh going down like they're laughing stuff. Like, I'd be just too tempted if I was on a day out on my own and I was going down to London or whatever it was on train. I'd have to go and get some cans in. I'd get some cans for the train. Like I, I just wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to not go and get just just oh, just put me in front. I'd have to go Martin Spencer or whatever he do at the train station. And just get four cans or whatever for the journey. I mean, the thing is though, like, thing is though, you rock up to the studio pissed. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. So then, I guess that another little funny bit to that is that obviously it was recorded, and I knew it was happening and anything, but I only told one person in work about it it was this lad who worked in finance and it, i knew he liked quiz shows um, and i needed a favor from him once so i used it as leverage i was like oh you like quiz shows by the way i'm going to be on the chasing whenever it was june and um then forgot about it and then um but this one day i'd, I'd completely forgotten about it because i wasn't looking forward to having to watch it back i hadn't like marked it in my diary or anything so i'm sat at my desk in the city and um, they've got TVs everywhere. Like, I mean, everywhere. And all they usually do is play Sky Sports News. So I'm sat there one day and like four o'clock rolls around and I look up and the end of another quiz show's on. I can't remember what, what it is now. It's some shit. And I remember thinking, oh, that's weird. Like, you never have anything but Sky Sports News on. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, shit. Today, I looked at my watch. I was like, today's the day. Fuck. So I dashed out of the office and went to go hide in another part of the building where no one else would be and then sat there and didn't watch it and sat there as my phone fucking erupted. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine the WhatsApps go nuts. Um, on my work phone, I'm a personal phone. Facebook goes nuts. Twitter goes nuts. And I'm just sat there thinking, oh, fucking hell, how am I ever going to, like, how do, where do I go from here? And it's funny because I did what I shouldn't have done, and I looked on Twitter to see what people people are saying. And it's uh, and it's funny you can almost see the arc, like my arc of the, the chase. So it starts off, and it's if you have a look on Twitter, it starts off as like older women and, and gay men essentially all going, "Oh, he, he's nice looking. Oh, he's cute." <laughs> then then to saying, "But he's thick," and then to being like, "Oh, actually, he's brave because he's gone for the higher offer," and then gone. Oh, he shouldn't have left that girl. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a real cross section of a little bit of love, and then a fair amount of stick. So um, nice. Yeah. Would I do it again? No, probably not. Um, would I change it? Probably not, though. It's it was it's a story, isn't it? I wouldn't it's be on the ramble now if, if it wasn't for that. It's brilliant yeah. to say that you've been on stuff like that. I think it's great. Yeah. The um. At least, at least you did something that tested your intellectual ability. One of my good pals from from uni, um, Miles Holmes. He's not going to listen to this, but um, he, he went on fucking naked attraction. Oh man, yeah, that's well, a different that's a different kettle of fish. That isn't it? yeah, so yeah, he, when, he got when, he got his tackle out on tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and <laughs> and like I knew. I I usually kept kept it quiet, but like he couldn't stop at my my old flat in Manchester, and because obviously it's Fillmore and Salford Keys, mm. so he was like, "Oh, can I come and stop at yours this weekend?" So, yeah, all right, like how you like, and he's like, "Can't tell you why I'm coming though." I'm like, "Well, you're gonna have to tell me otherwise I'm not gonna let you stop." Like obviously I would have done, but um, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll um, all right then, fine, I'm going on naked attraction." <laughs> Fucking like. He goes, we had a few beers the night before, and he goes, and he's like texting me through the day. He's like, oh, mate, this is a joke. Like, it's how, he's like, I got, I've been, and, then, and then I just got one later in the day, like, I've been bombed, <laughs> like, straight out. Um, didn't even get to his, didn't even get to, like, past his chest or whatever, but he stood there with his Corey out, 
fucking this forty something year old woman. Uh, she said 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 something like, "You got the body of a giraffe." Like, oh, you don't need that, do you? <laughs> so what? The, the, the public didn't see his tackle then. Oh yeah, no, full on. It's oh, okay. Mint as well, because like obviously the dude that's really it was mint as well. Yeah, it's funny as hell. Like he got he got absolutely because I knew about it. Not I could I said all right, I won't tell any of the lads, and I and I, I didn't. And and then all of a sudden, like one of the <laughs> one of the lads just messaged in like, "Fucking hell, Milo's on fucking tracking," <laughs> and it was like ping, ping, ping. Went went wild, and then then one of the lads videoed the clip where you like you walk off the set after you do that really weird awkward hug, and then. Um, he like you walk back into like the change rooms, and he plonks he plonks himself down and like sits with his arm, hands between his legs, and he's like, "Well, I just like fucking hell, mate. You look like you just lost the FA Cup." Follicoy on telly. <laughs> Honestly, God, he's fucking. He's a rare breed. He's an absolute gem of a man as well. Um, well, yeah, if if nothing else, that story's made me feel better about my um, <laughs> my last mean? two. Like, <laughs> You're, you're, at least, at least you went on one to challenge your in, intellect. Like I, I would say, you're one of the more intelligent. I know it's not massively difficult, but you're one of the more intelligent Albion members. Um, Tell that to know, Twitter, yeah. mate. Yeah, I will. I will do. I'll, I'll, I'll back your corner. I'll back your corner. Nice so, one. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, quiz shows and um, what 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 would you call the, the city thing? Uh, challenges aside and all that. Um, yeah, you end up you end up sort of on a little bit of a hiatus away from away from Saturday football. Yeah, until until your boy G Scully yeah, texts yeah. me and says, "I've got a got a lad who I want to bring down to training." Got you a centre um, half, Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, oh, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to hear what. Well, I guess your sides on that because um, obviously I'm not privy to what George said. He might have said got this fucking weirdo in work and he won't stop asking about coming to train um no i think i think it was well i i I never like bringing people down i've said this to all of you i never like bringing people down because it's like we've got enough players so i just feel a bit tight on the lads who are already at the club but it was a bit different back then at trafford because we were struggling for players occasionally and then um also you you were like i've played in the lancashire and cheshire for years so you know, you knew what you were getting yourself into and it makes it easier to tell the club, like, yeah, he's Lancashire and Cheshire, stalwart centre-half. So it was, like, easy money, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. So I'd left City and pretty much stopped playing football um, because of that. And then I must have been working late one night, I think, and George was still back because he was going to go straight to 10 Acres, which is only up the road from where we used to work at the Velodrome. And I think he had his football kit with him and he said, oh, I'm off to footy training. And I was like, oh, who'd you play for? Trafford. And I was like, oh, that rings a bell. So I think we must have played him years ago on the uni pitches when I was at Stretz. And then I needed to do some cardio. So I think I just said, oh, I'll ask your gaffer if I'm all right to come down to train. I was like, I'm not, not bothered about playing. I just want to do some cardio. And then um, he texted you. You said, yeah, I think I got your number as well. And then yeah. came down to first training session. And you, know, and you know what it's like. It's easy to forget, but um, it's like your first day at school, isn't it? You don't. Like, yeah. I, I I get there. And George isn't there, so my only link, and that's pretty much George in a nutshell. Because he, he's it definitely early, is George. He's never early really for anything. I mean, I've known him three years now and worked from work with him the whole time. And um, even if we get a train to London, he'll be there one minute before the fucking train leaves. <laughs> make the train though. Did um, make the train though? Uh, but yeah, so get there. He's not there, and you're like, oh fuck. Don't know anyone, and you being you, Riley, you came straight over and say hello. Um, and then yeah, I, I think training session was all right, I wasn't that far off the pace. And then I think the second time I came down, it was much quieter for some reason. And the ones asked me to go and train with them, um, so I did. And then at the end of the training session, I can't remember who it was now, but it might have been Taylor said, um, yeah, we're pretty we're short this weekend if you want to play. And I was like, thinking, fucking hell, like, my fitness will be all over the show here. I was like, well, I don't know, like, I'm a bit, not, not that fit. Who are you playing? Old Stretz. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm, not yeah. fucking make, I'm not making my debut against my old team and then getting ripped by players that I shouldn't be getting ripped by because I'm really unfit. So I was like, nah. Probably said that I was carrying an injury, which is something I did a fair amount. Um, 
But then, yeah, from from there, I think my, the first game I played from was for the ones only for like a ten minute cameo in a game that was already lost. But I spent most of the time looking back onto the pitch that you lads were playing on um, for the twos. It was like, I can't remember who you were playing, but Waz got sent off. And you won, I remember that you, game. You're on, yeah. you're on a bit of a streak at the time. I think that might have been your yeah, fourth we or fifth game, either on the balance winning or on the balance not losing. Yeah, that that was was it was probably it was interesting. Yeah, that because we were we went one nil up and then one all and then Was got sent off straight red, mm. which is like unheard of at our level. Like that just doesn't fucking yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw um, it. I saw it from behind. Yeah, goal. yeah. Um, and. And they scored directly from that free kick. Put us two one, like two one with at least half an hour to go, at least. Mm. And then we we went winning four two. Yeah, it was, it was quality. It was quality. Boothy scored two pens, I think that day. Um, I think Charlie might have scored. Um, can't remember. I, it was. I usually do remember, but yeah, it was. It was really, really good. Good, interesting game that. And I, I, I remember you being on the pitch adjacent behind. Because you, I remember you come off George, um, and you you stood and watched it from behind the goal, didn't you? Basically, you turned it around yeah. again. I remember so. it. My memory's terrible, but I remember it really well. Because mm. yeah, I remember you coming on Lee, and the game was just an absolute joke by that point. So stretched end to end. Yeah, difficult thing to do, and it going on at centre half. Mm. And then you were well, you were um, with us in the first team for a while until eventually Riley wrestled I, you I back. I don't think it was that long. So, no. This might, might, I don't know if this is right. You might remember, Ben, but I actually think was getting sent off in that game and the subsequent ban is was then when I came in to play for you next to Mads against Rochdale Galaxy. That, that I reckon that was quite soon after. Quite possibly, yeah. Um, because I think, I think probably chances are like the game. I don't know. I don't know who was playing for the ones. I can't remember that time and and. You probably found that like Taylor and Jimmy Sturton were then available for the following week, so it was like you go and stand on the bench for them. I was like, "What's the fucking point in that? You can come play ninety minutes for me." And I was like, "You, were, George, brought you down, and you were still playing for me at the time, George. If I, the, on the weeks I could get you, and um, and I was like, well, George brought him down. Like, you want fucking let him play with his mates? Like, at least you know, and, and he, he'll play for me. Um, and I wasn't there at that Rotterdam Galaxy game. Just remember that. So I, I was away. Um, but yeah. I remember. I remember, like we we got a good win, and um, and yeah, it was there was some good feedback from like Airsy and stuff like that, uh, just sort of saying like, oh yeah, it was decent and and stuff. So yeah, I think that that sort of where where it come in, and then you sort of didn't really want to leave, did you? And no, the rest, not really. The rest is history. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't play that many times in that first season. I think probably because of work, but then the second season played a lot more, and then. Was having to battle the firsts to play for for you, Ben, which is a is a theme, a reoccurring theme in the last couple of podcasts. But um, yeah. yeah, just what, um, what season you know, was that? Uh, that, was, that was the last full season we had. Yeah, the last traffic well, season. Yeah, because yeah, you you, you started getting regularly taken up then, and you was like you were like I'm running out of excuses and reasons to give to sort yeah. of get away with it. So. Yeah. Yeah, but and, um, that is sort of the same as has been previously discussed. I just prefer playing for you and with the lads in the twos. Like we just had much better banter and better camaraderie, and um, yeah, it was a good laugh, wasn't it? What and was, then yeah, was, you know, I was going to say what what was um what was obviously you spent a fair bit of time at like old stretch and stuff like that, and then obviously you had a good cup run. Like you won the you won the Whitehead, which is the cup we'll be. Sort of playing for in it as of what not next week the week after. Um, like what was the sort of changes like? I mean, I, I missed that at the moment. Me like it's one of the, the big things that's missing out of the weekend is like the cracking the changes and it's been missing from this season. But like you know, was any good any good bits of crack from the time at stretch or? Oh, God, do you know what? It's that long ago. I can't really remember. Um, I don't know. You know, I think. I enjoyed my time at Stretz and there's a, a couple of lads um, that I still sort of speak to now. But I think, you know, the better we got and the, the higher up the leagues we got and, it, and the higher up within the club that we got, I think, um, I don't know, the, the, the banter got, I don't it was a little bit more like snipey than banter, if that makes sense. Like, it, mm. I don't know, it, it just got a bit weird and towards the end it got, it got really weird. 
um, between a couple of lads. And that's when I just thought, I'm not really enjoying this anymore. But we were a good team. We were hard to beat. And we had a, we had we made two cup finals. In our first year, we got to the Halliwell and then got beaten in the dying sort of seconds of extra time. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Halliwell, sorry, the Whitehead that we won was, was pretty good. That was against our, at the time, local rivals, um, or biggest rivals in Salford Vicks. Um, oh, yeah. That was pretty sweet. But, um, yeah, sorry to disappoint you, but I can't really remember any standout, hilarious moments. I'm sure there were. But, no, I mean, I to, mean be, to be honest, to be honest, half the time I was hungover or, well, yeah, I was basically very hungover for the majority of those games. Like, I'd yeah. go from a, a big, big session to like four hours later turning up to, to start a game that, you know, on Flixton. Nice. But um, yeah, good times. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think that, I think sort of going back over sort of previous episodes with different lads, like that's, that's sort of the main theme, isn't it, George? Like, lads just want to play, they want to enjoy it. And, you know, if you, the more competitive things get sometimes, the more you lose why you're doing what you're doing. And, bits and yeah. bobs like that where I mean I think we, we all know it's like an impossible <clears throat> almost impossible balance in that it but mm. um yeah like you just want to play with your mates and <clears throat> have a good good vibe about it and it's what we've got now. Yeah yeah and here we are the Albion founding fathers. Yeah yeah and it's actually so. on on a zoom like this with the three of us where we did quite a lot of the prep preparation work for the Albion and we were saying yeah. before weren't we Riley about the badge it was just me and Lee having a few beers on Zoom yeah. sketching badge ideas and before you know it about five hours later we had we had the Albion badge I've yeah. still got it I've, I've got it in here somewhere now I'm, I'm in the office uh, in my house which as you say is where we did a lot of the thinking in those early days before it, it was it was even a thing and uh, the first badge that I drew which is pretty much near enough what you know the badge mm. that we wear and the badge we're wearing now um, was done on the back of an of a, an IKEA instructions manual, <laughs> which I've 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 kept. I've filed it away. It's in this filing cabinet over here somewhere. And I, it, is, I always, it is on our Instagram feed, isn't it, George? Yeah, I think yeah. you 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 managed to um, you know find find a, a how's it how's it going and how yeah, it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. actually, you know, when I was listening to oh, what. Might, was it Kev's podcast at the end? We were talking about like us a lot as founding fathers and the roles we all play. And I, I was sat there thinking, what are they going to say about me? Because I, I don't really do anything. Um, but then I think someone kindly chipped in to say that I had input in the badge and the out and like the name and stuff like that. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we like a non exec director, just, just fucking yeah. bossing people around. It's got to be burgundy. Got- it's got to be the, the Dominic Cummins, the Dominic Cummins of the Albion, yeah. fucking in the back, in the background, fucking think, puppeteering all the decisions. But in fairness, when it comes, it comes to actually doing the splitting, like say jumping on the zooms and stuff like that, when we were off, um, the football had stopped. Like you were sort of along with Kev, wildly sort of running with the whole, yeah, we're going to do it thing, and like me going, well, what if we did this? You were quite sort of. I would say instrumental in terms of actually going forward with it because you 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 were sort of putting ideas out there and I think I think as well like take me Scotty, um, Mads and George out. You had the le- like the least connection, so you you didn't really stand to lose a great deal from lo- like leaving. Do you know what I mean? You were, it wasn't a big tearaway for you. And, no, not and I, think all. I mean, I I was the first person after you to say. In the group, like it's probably not a shock to anyone, but I'm I'm going with Ben. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Like, what? It's not often you get the chance to sort of start something from scratch, and who knows how long it'll go on for, or or anything like that. But just the chance to start something of your own from nothing. Yeah. What do you mean? Just, what do you mean? A... How long it will go on for? <laughs> this, will never, this will never end, mate. This is it. In, institution. Yeah. This is it. But, well, that's what I mean. It's infinite, isn't it? So who who knows? But uh, yeah. you know, you get to just start something from the ground up and pick the name and the badge, and there's a story behind everything, and you try and make everything sort of, you know, uh, relevant to the northwest or Manchester or Salford. Yeah, it's, it's cool, isn't it? It's got a story. Yeah. So you know, you know the obviously like Albion now and stuff like that. Like the, the only actual, actually, the only Albion ever present 
so far. In the six games that we have had, the only yeah, one I, every minute is that what? badge that you're wearing. Not, well, yes and no. I, I mentioned this to Solly ages ago, and I was like, I probably won't mention it to Riley because if I tell him, he'll make sure that yeah, I, I don't play. <laughs> I'll take you off. Well, he'll make sure yeah. I don't start. And then I, I told you one night when we were pissed, and I, I remember yeah. the next morning thinking, why, the, why did I tell him? <laughs> yeah, I will, I will why take did you I tell him? Why did I tell him? But yeah, there you go. What? I, I'll, I'll milk it for as long as I can, but obviously... I can't make every game, can I? Yeah. Yeah, so you look forward to being dropped for the next game then, Lee. Uh, you've, got, you've, got to do, you've got to do your rotation, mate. Sorry. Who do you think you are, Pen? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, prime, prime Rafa. Liverpool Rafa. <laughs> oh, the, the, the other thing is, which has been mentioned as well on Huddo's podcast, is, is that I brought him down, so you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, did that did that te- did that message go as he said it was? Hi mate, we've just set up a footy club. Would really appreciate it if you come down. Can can you, you verify this? When 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 I so I was walking up the Mersey when I was listening to his podcast and I thought, I bet I wonder what, what did I say? Shall I read it out? Yeah. Uh, all right, matey. Hope you and the rest of the Hudsons have been well through all this madness. During this time, me and some mates decided to form our own footy team from scratch. We're called Salford Albion. We've got about 20 lads signed up already, but I want to see if you fancy playing for us. We'll be well below your standard, but we could do with a quality <laughs> striker. Uh, even if it even if it's every other weekend, I'd love you. I'd love to have you down. Let me know what you want to do. And then he came back to say that he was all right. And that he'd have a think about it, and then then he said came down to say that he'd love to come down and kick about, and then and I you you sort of didn't quite mention this, but um, the first time he came round, there's only a handful of us training at that point at Field Park, mm. just trying to get some fitness up. And we even I, six. yeah, we were, and even I at that point, I hadn't seen him play in fucking years, so I had no idea what shape he was going to be in or what form he was going to be in or anything, but I, I knew that whatever his level is, is still like his base level is going to be miles better than all of us and um, so we break footballs out, I ping one to George, George pings it to me, I try and fire one at Hudson it takes probably the best first touch I've ever seen <laughs> and then absolutely like, sm- like Daisy Cutter smashes it over to George again and me and George just like looked at each other like Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> We're in here, boys. Yeah. yeah. We fucking playing with the head again, one of yesterday, George. <laughs> <laughs> fucking winding me up. Actually, can yeah. I say this one thing, by the way? So on Hudson's podcast, you you said that the only time you've ever heard the word Airbus is is that Welsh team or whatever. And you thought Airbus was a village in Wales. Can we get that straight? Is that still what you no. think? No. What me? Yeah. So no, I I didn't know it was a, a place. I didn't like. I just thought it was a, like a team because I'm sure I'd seen it somewhere. You know, on Sky Sports News on the when it's going through the tables, and I'm sure at some point in the long ago they were in like some fucking European qualifier. Probably. So I've just seen it. So that's where my mind's gone straight away. I didn't know that Airbus was a place for the company Airbus. So which. Yeah, it just didn't didn't go didn't work in my head. No, no, I know, I know. So, but he fucking he was back there through the week, wasn't he? Yesterday, he said, yeah, "Oh, he sent, he sent me and Riley a photo saying I'm rattling the gaffer's head again." <laughs> I said, "You my stay put in that fucking van. I said, don't get out of that van." And I said, "He goes, I'll be off to Toulouse in a minute." I said, well, "As long as you're not going there and all, you're not playing for no League Two French club." No, no, no. So I've got your papers over here, son. <laughs> That's the end of that. I'll put your gold bonus up by 50 pence. To 50 <laughs> pence. Yeah, 50 <laughs> pence. <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, he, 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 it, was a, it was a shrewd move, mate. Um, I don't think any of us really expected to have someone of his, his bracket sort of with us as, in the committed fashion that he is. Yeah, and um, I bet with me telling you that he was my cousin... You probably thought, well, he's if he's relate if he's a blood relative of Lee, he's gonna be shit then. <laughs> no, I think I think you handled it pretty well because like 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 we said at the time, like we didn't know how things were going and um like numbers wise, and I know George was like fretting about numbers, like we don't need anyone else, we don't need anyone. And um 
and like, obviously you said, I was my cousin. But I was like, oh, can't really say no, can we? Like, that's, that's the end of that. So, yeah. But you, you're not his cousin, like, in terms of actual cousins. No. Can we clear that uh, up? Yeah. So, you know, like, when you're younger and your mum's, mum and dad's, like, best mates are always your aunties and uncles. So I guess it's a, it's a bit like that, although there, there is a little bit more to it. So his his parents are my godparents, and I think my parents are his. So it's it's above a friend, but below actual family. So cousin just seems to, it seems to just do the, the explaining for it, doesn't it? Yeah, Apart it, from it now. serves. It serves well enough. So, yeah, yeah we've got, like you say, the, the clarity on the Hudson. Hudson coming down scenario now. There you go. It's what the fans wanted. Yeah. Yep. Well, <clears throat> on that bombshell, I think we uh, oh, bid you all good well. Good, good well. Goodbye. Well, good well. Good well. George, George is still suffering here. He's, he's, your head's in the tangle, isn't it? It's Curry's done you in this jail crazy. <laughs> sent you, sent you it is, it's that. It's the Curry sent him, isn't it? It's so <laughs> hot. It's so hot. He's he's not been able to get his words out. Yeah, it's well, yeah. Well, uh, you know you better pleasure. anyway, mate. <laughs> yeah, lads, uh, pleasure to be on. Pleasure and honour to be on the Salford Albion ramble. And then, who knows? Next stop, Desert Island Discs for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Like this yeah, is but... no big deal for you, superstar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's probably all downhill from here, isn't it? It should, it should get us a bit of traction. And really, to be honest, few, few people get drawn to the pod because of because of you. On this one, yeah, probably. If you if you put a tweet out and tweet back all those um, all those older women and younger men yeah. who are interested in me from the chase, then yeah, we'll get we'll get some good stats. Yeah, and you never know. The next next time you come on come on the ramble, you could have you could be two time winner of the Whitehead. Ooh, yes, I like that. With with, with two clubs. Yeah, surely some sort of record. We need to get onto the league. Lancashire yeah. and Cheshire legends, Lee Kenny. Yeah, yeah. We we can dream for now. <laughs> so but yeah, cheers cheers for coming on, mate, and, and, and taking the time to sort of talk to us and that. It's been good crack. No worries. Good fun. No worries. See you later, boys. All, All right, right, lads. See you later. Bye. Bye.